The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hour number two of the Full Court Press. Taking over the uh, 5 o'clock hour, like we used to always have it. Uh, welcome in, Eric Franson, Andre Salveson. Thanks for tuning in, joining us on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, or if you're streaming us online at 1069thefan.com. Appreciate you joining us. We'd love to hear from you. Questions that you may have. Uh, last hour, we talked about our stat that blew our mind and our player of the week. If there's a player that stood out to you, we'd love to get your nominations for who we should consider. We both picked T.J. Warren for the job he's doing for the Pacers, and it's not stopping. He's had an incredible start to his game for the Pacers today. But if you'd like to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. I did consider Aaron Judge for the Yankees. He is just bombing. That's another one, dude. Six home runs in five games. Stupid. Over four of those home runs. Excuse me. Four of those home runs have been over 450 feet, Eric. Just monsters. Hi. I'm Judge. Uh, what a butt kicking the Pacers are putting on the Magic Ground. This Magic team had been scoring at just a reckless pace, and now are being held to 50 points. We're at halftime, 71-50 right now. Pacers scored well, not, 43 like, in the first. Being held to 50 points, it seems like that's an it should be an average halftime score. In 1999, 98, 97, <laughs> yes, it was, Eric. But the Pacers have 71 first-half points. That's that's incredible. In fact, T.J. Warren has 21 of those himself. Has he missed yet, by the way? Uh, it's now line. officially halftime, and he is 8 for 8. Oh, my gosh, dude. 3 from 3 from beyond the arc, and uh, perfect at the free-throw line as well. Why not? Uh, on TNT currently, Heat up 8 over the Celtics, 24-16. Mavericks over the Kings, 114-110. Poor Kings, dude. They just can't catch a break in this dang thing. Uh, Suns, as you we already talked about, beat the Clippers on a buzzer beater by Devin Booker, 117-115. Uh, Nets uh, over the Bucks, 119-116. Giannis only played 16 minutes, had 16 points, 5 assists. Just stupid what that guy's doing. Uh, and then tonight's game is going to be a good one, Eric. I'm excited about this one. Rockets, Blazers, still on TNT tonight. That's at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. I'm That's a big one for Portland. A yes. really, really big one for Portland. And for Utah, frankly. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so let's, I guess, I mean, do we, let's hurry and talk about the Jazz game and get it over with. And then I, I just kind of discuss where the Jazz stand and how how games would affect them one way or another. Uh, jazz fall to the uh, to the Lakers by, what, nine, eight last night? Eight points. And uh, did, Lakers but, you know, were favored Eric, by six, and we both took Lakers with the over, and it went over. But, you know, it didn't feel like it was that close. I mean, in the first and second quarter, yes, we go to halftime and we're tied, right? Uh, half. It was a really close game. I thought it was anybody's game through the first half and through a good portion of the third quarter. I was really impressed with how Utah was playing. They were aggressive. Uh, they were hanging with the Lakers, had leads for a good part of it. Not very big leads, but they were uh, acting like they absolutely belonged on the same stage. And then about midway through the third quarter, the Jazz got cold, and the Lakers really poured it on. Anthony Davis was a beast. He did not disappear in this one like he did against Toronto. Um, I think he was trying to prove a point. I don't know to his teammates or just to himself, but uh, he was he was impossible to stop. Do you have his line? I'm looking for it. Uh, I had it, and then they. Of course you do. Okay, there it I is. I went to check on the standings. Uh, 39 minutes. Stay at the standings because I've got a question on that. Davis in 39 minutes, 13 of 28 from the field. He took half his shots in the first quarter. 4 of 8 from deep, 12 of 15 from the line. That's ridiculous. Uh, 11 boards, I mean 12 boards, 4 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, 42 points. LeBron James, 35 minutes, 9 of 16, 2 of 5, 2 of 2. He had 22, 9, and 8. Huh. Um, yeah, they're just... Man, that's a good team. When, Like I said, both those players are interested in playing basketball. That's a really good basketball team. On the Jazz side, it just it wasn't really great. My, Mike Conley has been really their best their best thing so far at 34. Uh, I thought Donovan had a good game. He 
Um, he was still a little, a little bit struggling from beyond the arc, but everybody on Utah is struggling from beyond the arc. Well, Mike Conley, what, 34 minutes, 8 of 17 from the field, 3-9 from deep. He had 24, 8, and 2. And Donovan Mitchell in 35 minutes was 9 of 22 from the field. He was 4 of 10 from deep, 11 of 12 from the charity stripe. He had 33, what, 33, 4, and 5. And George Ning just sucks. It's his third straight game where he has really struggled. And I, I bet, and you know, I know Jordan Clarkson struggled. He was one and nine from deep. He was bleh, two of thirteen from the field. He was a minus nineteen. Clarkson looked great for the Jazz against New Orleans. He has struggled since then, and they are going to continue to struggle as a team if they don't get his help scoring off the bench. They need some kind of bench help. Yeah, because they're not getting it. Um, Were you as shocked as I was when uh, Morgan put up a three-point shot and it actually went in? <laughs> that was so like, good. What are I you was doing? Like, what are you? Hey, oh, okay. Shot. Golf clap. We don't need Clarkson when he got Morgan. <laughs> uh, no, it's like, it's, dude, somebody's got to score here, right? And we need consistent scoring. You taught, you brought this up yesterday, how bad they miss Bojan. I mean, it's just horribly, horribly like this big gap in the Jazz offensive lineup when they don't have Bojan. So you're trying to find somebody else to score. Nien can't hit the ocean. Clarkson, like from the corner, seeing the side of the backboard for crying out loud. Uh, Morgan has the gust to take a three, but you're like you said, we're usually screaming no as he's letting it go. Uh, yeah, and, and by the way, Tony Bradley looked just absolutely terrified. Like he was in a movie scene with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I thought Bradley did okay. No way. Are you serious? There were some times where he looked okay. What was his plus minus? I changed. Off he the... was even. He was? Yep. Oh, that's not bad. I thought he'd be like a minus 40. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> you bag on him. I do. I'm not a fan because he doesn't, he doesn't provide the physical tools to play against elite big men. Jill Embiid eats burritos bigger than Bradley. Anthony Davis used him as a little rag doll last night. At least he's out there working and trying to do something. Ed okay, Davis this isn't, isn't doing anything. Little league. This isn't kids' soccer. Right? No, hey, uh, no. Way but to look, go. he's trying to provide some energy. He does not have the same skill level as Rudy Gobert. Some energy provide some energy. <laughs> they didn't have that against Oklahoma City. <laughs> that's well, yeah, that's true. Nobody did. Tony Bradley is nothing else than just. A guy out there in shorts and a jersey who probably shouldn't be playing in these games. There's, there's no other option. Ed Davis. Give me Ed Davis over Tony Bradley based on body. Just because Ed Davis is more physical. And he'll challenge he? Anthony Yeah, he'll challenge Anthony Davis. He looks Tony more Bradley lost than anybody because he rarely Davis sees the court. down the middle of the lane. And Tony Bradley's like, I'll just step aside here. I don't even want to take a charge even though it could probably benefit our team. Ed Davis would go up there, and you know what? If he gets posterized, he does. But he's going to try and there at least attempt to block Anthony Davis. He's going to beat up Anthony Davis a little bit. You Bradley, have no, there's no way you can say that because we have not seen enough tape on Ed Davis. I've seen enough tape on Ed <laughs> he's Davis. He's not done from, enough no, I don't, no, you in don't a have jazz to uniform to know what You to can expect. see what he's done with the Nets. You can see what he's done otherwise. He's a bigger body specimen who can actually compete with bigger guys. Tony Bradley is a skinny limb that is hanging on a small tree out there. With a big apple on his limb that's like tearing him off. Like he just he he doesn't belong on the basketball court right now. Against quality uh higher tier big men, Anthony Davis, Jill Embiid. The Dallas Mavericks are gonna kill Tony Bradley when they face him. Oh, that's gonna be ugly. Uh I, I I'd even put Denver in that list. Should we be talking more about or being more concerned? About Joe Ingles? Mm. Yeah, he's kind of... We bag on George Dieng yeah, for not you're making right. shots. You're right. Where's Joe? 35 minutes, 2 of 5, 1 of 4. What do you have? 5. He had 6 turnovers? Yes. That's 2 out of 3 games, he's had 5 plus turnovers. He had 5, 5 and 2 with the 6 turnovers. He was still a plus 2. That's sad. I, mean, I love Joe. I think he's I a great. Too. I think he's a playmaker. I think he can do things. I, do too. I think he had some some challenging defensive assignments, but when it comes to being able to hit shots from beyond three, 
Man, he's got to be able to provide that for the Jazz. Hey, what was Royce O'Neal's line? Uh, Royce O'Neal. I can't find his line. Had uh, he had thirteen rebounds, five assists, four steals, and five points. For but a he, plus seven. But dude, he's guarding LeBron freaking James. Like you can't ask him to do no, both sides. I, I'm not I wasn't concerned with Royce's play. Yeah, I'm I mean, with you. Yes, it would I'm be great so if he could make you. a few more of those three point shots to stretch the floor. <laughs> when you're taking a shoulder to the chin from LeBron James, I don't know what you're supposed to do on the other <laughs> side. What was Rudy Gobert? Uh he had a good game. Thirteen rebounds, two assists, one block. Uh, 16 points. 16? Did he miss from the field? No. Okay. He was oh, oh, he didn't? Okay. Six for six. Good for him. Boy, he's played well. He got a little uh, grumpy in there, got a technical foul. Good for him, and That was by good. The way. I, you know what? I'm okay with that. I want to see Quinn Snyder, especially after last night's game, where the officiating is just so odd. Go get a tech. Go get a tech. Don't get kicked out, but get a tech. Complain about something. Fire up yourself, you know? Look, the, the Jazz, I mean, we talk about the height and what the, the Lakers have. The Jazz actually out-rebounded the Lakers, 42-38. to 38. Wow. But they gave the ball away too much. They had 21 turnovers. How many did the Lakers have? 14. Yeah, that's a problem. What was the free throws? 31 attempts for the L.A., 25 for Utah. So it wasn't as far off as we thought. Not that big of a discrepancy. Okay, so let's talk uh, surprises and pleasant and disappointments. Okay, so for me, the Phoenix Suns... 3-0. and 3-0. Oh. and oh. I and, did not see that coming. And Devin Booker's having a heyday. Uh, TJ Warren, for me, didn't seem going off like this in the bubble. No. No. No way. Would have seen that coming. But uh, the Phoenix Suns, they, they beat the Wizards, which, meh, okay, that's not much of an accomplishment. Everybody can beat the Wizards. Uh, they beat the <laughs> Mavericks in a nail-biter, and then they beat the Clippers on a last-second shot. So they're hanging in there. They're developing their young players, and those that uh, are already with the team, been there for a while, are, are playing really well. The other team that's been fun to watch, the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Nurkic back in the mix. Uh, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. They had a uh, a great game uh, against the Grizzlies. High-scoring game. Uh, they did lose in a close one to the Celtics. Uh, but they got a big win tonight against the Rockets. Uh, disappointments for the Nets. Uh, Jamal Crawford makes, makes his debut but then has to check out like six minutes in because he has a left hamstring injury. So he comes in, plays six minutes, and has to check out. Uh, Memphis, uh, who's the guard, I believe, Torres meniscus, and he's done for the year. Yeah, that's too bad. Injuries are kind of becoming a bugger there inside the bubble. Uh well, injuries can happen at any time in any game, but I think there was added concern with guys being off for so long and then kind of ramping up and then playing these intense games. Some of these guys are playing for, for a chance to play in the playoffs, so every game matters to them. So they're really, really going hard, and it's uh, you feel bad for some of these guys. Uh. Celtics, I feel like they've actually put it together. Now, they're down five against the Heat right now, going into the second quarter. Uh, but I think the Celtics are, I mean, Gordon Hayward's looked really good so far in the bubble. I think Gordon Hayward's been awesome. And he has an ugly mustache, which does just not look good. What? He's wearing a mustache? Yeah, dude, it's bad. Not, it, it's horrible. I've not seen a I look at him game. and it just it reminds me to hate him again, <laughs> is really what it does. Uh, Standings-wise, Eric, uh, you see... Uh, well, can I say another disappointment? Yeah, please, 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 Memphis please. Memphis Grizzlies. This is a team fighting to to hold on to their eighth spot. And they are, oh, Ofer. They haven't won in the bubble. Hey, disappoint, bigger disappointment right now. Kings or Memphis? 
Because Memphis hasn't won yet either. I, I'd probably say Memphis okay. more so because there, there's more on the line for Memphis when it comes to losing hmm. than it is for Sacramento. If you're Portland and you're playing that eight nine seeded game because that's what you're. I mean, right now that's what we're staring at. The play Memphis game. Portland, and then Portland has to beat Memphis twice to be able to get into the playoffs. If you're Portland, you're pretty dang confident you're going to get that done, though, right? I mean, based on what you've seen from Memphis, which is little to none, it's showing. Yeah, and with the news of Jaron Jackson being gone, yeah, out. Oh, that's who it is. Thank you, Jaron Jackson. Um, yeah, I man, Portland's got to be confident if they can go and win tonight. That would be uh, that'd be huge. Uh, speaking of that, my surprise is how good Houston's playing. Yes, that's a good point. They they've played two very tough opponents and have came out with back to back wins. Celtics it's not and Bucks. just not just their offensive prowess, but how well they're doing defensively in yeah. the closing stretch. They should have lost to Dallas. All Dallas needed to do was box out on a last second oh, that's right. re- it was Dallas free throw. Milwaukee. Excuse me, yeah. But Houston gets the rebound and they're able to put something in and they go to OT and then they win. Yeah, and then they beat Milwaukee. I mean they. You have to climb back through to beat Milwaukee. I think they were down eight at one point. Fought it and fought, and James Harden was really good. I thought uh, Covington's starting to come around as well. Russell Westbrook was in control for most of that uh, second half, including the fourth quarter. I- I've been really impressed with Russell Westbrook and the Rockets. I- I'm telling you, if we match up with Houston four games and we're out, we aren't winning a game in that series. Because you need the shots from yeah. the outside. And you weren't you getting lose it. With, without Boyan. Was it last year that we had that same problem or two years ago where we played the Rockets and we couldn't hit the broad side of a barn? I think it was last year Crowder couldn't make anything. Uh, Joe couldn't make anything. It was just really bad shooting from everybody. And now you got to play them again, maybe, even that 4-5 game. Look, you lose and you get Oklahoma City to win, you slip to the sixth spot. Quote-unquote slip. What we mean to say is you're blessed. Because <laughs> you get... The Denver Nuggets in the first round. And if you win that, you get the winner of L.A. and right now Dallas. And don't put it through Dallas that they go out there and get beat in seven games. I think Dallas is, well, well, as a team, is, is one of the disappointments in the bubble. They've had Why? leads and they've let them get away. So, today was different. They uh, The Kings were in control of the game, and they let it slip away. It kind of got flipped, and the Mavericks were able to force overtime and then win it in overtime. Luka had a phenomenal game, 34 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists. He's an amazing player. But the Mavericks, just how how good they are, but how they struggle to close games out. Okay, I mean, so it shouldn't it, have been that close it, against the Kings. Did, well, did you see what the Sixers have been doing? They gave up 46 points in the fourth quarter Indiana and blow that game. And then today gave up 43 to San Antonio and nearly blew that game if it weren't for some guy coming off the bench and hitting a shot with six seconds left in the game to win it for the Sixers. They're doing the exact same thing. I'm not confident that Philadelphia is going to make it to the first round. Really? I really am not confident right now. Right now, they would be paired against... Boston. Yeah, you're probably right. Boston would beat him in six. I think Boston would win. Boston looks really good. Kemba looks in rhythm. Gordon Hayward's got that swag back. Uh, I think the big men are playing. Tatum struggled a little bit earlier on. Yeah, but I think he's. I think he's starting to come back to being Jason Tatum. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I think has been a a a, a bright spot or a, a fun aspect of the bubble. How many close games are on? Yeah, that's been fun, huh? Almost I love every the bench game is exciting. Too. Yeah, the down bench to the wire. Have been great. We've had several overtimes. We've had a buzzer beater today. We've had some really close finishes and near buzzer beaters. Yep. Uh, I know you're right. I, do you know what? Honestly, I think the quality of basketball's picked up a little bit too. Game one was a little rough for both for what Pelicans, Jazz, Lakers, Clippers. It was rough, but I think we've gotten back into playing good NBA basketball. Ball movement's been really good. Hey, speaking of ball movement, did you see how many times we passed up open threes or open layups for some stupid reason? I think Joe passed up an open layup, gave it to Clarkson for a wide open three, and he bricked it. Uh, Donovan passed up an open three with a skip pass to Mike Conley that was picked off. Mike Conley passed up an open uh, floater, or at least an open jump shot. 
uh, to George Nying for and like look anytime you see George Nying on the offensive side without the ball, you look the opposite way. <laughs> I would rather throw the ball to the other team than to give George Nying a wide open three because you're going to get the same result. It's getting to the other team with no points. He's he's got to find his shot, dude. I bench him, bench him, Eric. Please, well, you don't have choices. Yes, you do. They have don't choices. have choices. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Dude, Morgan play made a six three guys yesterday. And I, give me thin. Morgan. Give me Justin Wright Foreman. Give me somebody who's going to just uh, – it's going to be more productive. Anybody, I'm telling you, anybody would be more productive than George Nying being what on the court. What if they're court. playing George because that they know those other guys can't be productive? They uh, – that's not the case. What if Quinn that's is not like, the case. I have that's no not, other no. choice. That's I would not rather not Quinn's play doing. him, but I can't play those that other guys. That is not what Quinn's doing. Quinn is just basing it off of pure experience. Or is Quinn just playing the averages? Like, eventually he's going to hit it. Yeah. Eventually it's going to go. Do you remember when he freaking he's left? got to get the bad shots out like of the way. Jay the good Crowder? ones are coming. I can't leave Jay Crowder in there on the offensive side of the ball just to brick wide open corner threes. He doesn't make adjustments. He doesn't turn around and say, you know what? Maybe someone else will make a three. Hey, Justin Wright Foreman, you let the Salt Lake City Stars in three-point percentage. Let's see if you can do it in an NBA game. No, let's stick with George Nying. Hey, George, here is the entire ocean. Throw the ball into the ocean. It's like that video. Did you see the video of Ben Simmons catching a fish? No. And then, okay, so Ben Simmons, this is George Nying right now. Ben Simmons, my main man, B.S., Catches a fish, and he's going to toss it back into the ocean, or I guess the lake, or whatever the fetch it is. And there is like, Eric, there is water foot and a half away from him. He's standing on the freaking deck. There is water a foot and a half away from him. So, of course, Ben being the very accurate shooter he is from distance, goes ahead and throws the fish into the side barrier of this rail of wood. The fish bounces off the rail, onto the deck, and then into the water. He's dead. <laughs> that is George Nying right now shooting from three. That is George Nying shooting from anywhere. Yeah, that's a guy that just he needs more time in the gym. I, yeah, okay. No amount no, of film okay, review is sure. going to help him no, right now. No, and you know what? You bench him. You say, Justin Wright Foreman, give me something. Hit a three for me. And guess what? You'll already be doing better than George Nying. All right, what's been good for you as you've been watching the NBA reset? Can we trade him? What's, what's the good, the bad, the what you expected? 435-339-0321. Uh, there's a few more things I wanted to get to on that. Uh, any other other news? What's going on? Updates on the games underway right now. I will update you on what's going on with Major League Baseball. A team that hasn't played for a while could start playing again. And what happens if they don't make up any games? And what happens if the uh, the Cardinals don't make up any games? Uh, we'll talk about what the implications for the postseason. We'll discuss that as well. Love to hear from you. It's a full court press. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, thanks for tuning in and joining us here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 106.9 The Fan. Com. NBA bubble. We're, well, the Jazz have had three games. Mm-hmm. We're almost halfway through this. <clears throat> what uh, what has stood out to you? The good, the bad, or the ugly? What there you expected? Ugly. What's uh, the ugly? Um, one thing that is, I think, a little bit ugly is, it, it, maybe I'm, I don't have the data to back this up, but it seems to me that there are more fouls being called. And there are more trips to the free throw line. I don't know if it's because there's not a, an arena full of fans that kind of drown out or maybe distract referees uh, or that affects how the players are playing, but it seems like there's more whistles. There's a real disparity today. Dallas had 50 free throw attempts. On the other side, the Kings, 12. Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> How does that happen? You know, I, I think that's more of a matchup problem than anything. Like, you got to find someone who's going to match up with Porzingis. Someone who can guard Luka, who had, what, 30, 20, and 10 today, and another triple-double. That's 11, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's more of a matchup problem. I feel like last night's Jazz-Lakers game was choppy. Really choppy. There was no flow, no rhythm, especially in the first quarter and a half. It was ugly. And and that was with and that was without as many turnovers as what you saw in the third quarter. That was choppy basketball because of the refereeing. That bothered me. And and, and by the way, what also bothered me is that you couldn't play defense on Anthony Davis. Yeah. I thought he, he I benefited thought, from a lot I of thought calls. Royce did a great job at times when he was involved on a switch from LeBron to Anthony and moving Anthony going towards the baseline straight up feet sliding and just a small bump and he gets the call. That and it took just so much momentum and rhythm away from the game and from the Jazz. Hey, uh, got a text in the show. Yep. Uh, which professional league is handling the COVID situation the best? Jeez, uh, you haven't heard a peep about NHL. Uh, I think the I think that's a good point. Uh, a lot of attention is on the NBA um, and what they're doing. The NHL is successfully navigating a bubble playoff as well, but they've just gone straight to the playoff. They did allow a little bit more teams there. They've had a lot of testing, no positive cases. It seems to be they're keeping everybody on task and staying there. The NBA had a few missteps early on, but I'd probably, if if it's strictly about which professional league is handling COVID best, I'd probably say the NHL, but who's doing the best in the public eye? It's NBA. I, I have to give it to the NBA. But that's because, like you said, there's no one, who are they going to pay attention to? Justin Snide of the Dallas Stars or LeBron James of the LA Lakers? Who's the world's eyes on? Because it's not on, not even Canada is thinking about NHL hockey. They're thinking about Toronto Raptors uh, basketball. I don't know about that. Yeah. They're thinking about, they aren't thinking about hockey. They're thinking about basketball. Oh, come on. That's their sport. Until Toronto came back and started playing well, won a championship last year, everyone ripped off those, uh, Canucks jerseys and threw on a Raptors jersey. Ike, you're right. You're absolutely right. The eye is on the NBA and how Adam Silver and those guys have handled it has been great, including Patrick Beverly's mishap. The games have been really close. They've been really entertaining. I think the production value is really good. I think if there is something that may be hurting the NBA is that there are a fair number of people that disagree with the kneeling during the national anthem. And we we, we got to move on from that. Shirts and the, the protests and the, the social messages that accompany the games. I think that does wear on some people. Yeah, we got to move on from that. That that was a week ago. Like, If you're mad about it, then go find another sport to watch or something. Like, Let's – come on. I did notice that they're starting to put the players' names on the bottom of the jersey now. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, if yeah. you noticed that last night watching the Jazz game. Um, so starting to maybe include a little bit more of what you would normally see. But I think the, the messages on the back of the jerseys will continue. Uh, we talked a little bit about the standings. The updated standings, of course, this is going to change throughout the day because there's a big matchup later this evening between Houston and Portland. What? Yeah. Where's the standings at now? now, So we learned that the Lakers clinched the number one seed in the West last night with their victory over the Jazz. The Clippers are number two at six and a half games back. Denver is seven and a half games. So Denver still has a chance to be the number two team, the number two seed. Uh, But... So Denver is a game behind the Clippers. Houston is a game and a half behind Denver. Utah is half a game behind Houston. And and the Oklahoma City Thunder are a half a game behind Utah. Mavericks are two games behind Oklahoma City. 
And then you've got a pretty tight grouping between Memphis, Portland, San Antonio, and New Orleans. And then Phoenix. Phoenix is three games behind Memphis right now. Uh, so if Phoenix wants a chance to get in, they have to hope that Memphis continues to keep losing and Phoenix continues on their hot streak, which, by the way things are going, it's conceivable. Uh, so right now, Jazz are in fifth. Uh, that four, five, six is moving a lot. Every day it changes. Jazz were fourth, then they were fifth, then they dropped to sixth for a second, back up to fifth. So according to Dan Clayton, who we had on yesterday, did a great job. Uh, Utah now has the easiest remaining uh, winning percentage, uh, or excuse me, opponent winning percentage out of everybody in the Western Conference. They could run the table. Their toughest one is the Denver Nuggets back-to-back. And then the other four teams are teams below the Jazz. Now, if the Jazz win out, and Denver loses any of the two games of San Antonio, Portland, Lakers, Clippers, Toronto, Utah would pass them. Do you have the Jazz schedule there by chance? Because I don't. The Jazz schedule? Yeah, for the remaining games. Yes. Give me it. So, um, I did have it. Is it the Spurs? I don't remember. So, their next game is going to be tomorrow. 12.30 12.30 in the afternoon against Memphis. Okay. Then on Friday, 11 a.m., they play San Antonio. Okay. Uh, now, back-to-back, so Saturday afternoon, they play Denver. So Friday, Saturday, ooh, that so is Friday, yucky. Saturday. And okay. then on Monday, they play Dallas, and then they have a little bit of time, and then their next game will be Thursday against San Antonio again. Okay. So if they win out with Memphis, San Antonio, Denver, Dallas, San Antonio, U, uh, not Utah, then they and in and Denver were to lose two games of San Antonio, Portland, Lakers, Clippers, Toronto, which is really possible. Utah would pass them for what third? Denver's currently in third. Holy heck! So we take the third spot. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. That Denver and Dallas little split there scares me to death. Yeah, that's a tough back to back. I think they get Denver. I don't know if they beat Dallas. See, I feel a little bit better about Dallas than I do about Denver. Do you really? Porzingis is going to eat Bradley alive. Maybe he won't always be lined up with Bradley. Who else would he be lined up with? Gobert. Okay, well, when Gobert... Like, look, Rick Carlisle's a smart coach. He's going to manage it to where he does get some minutes versus Bradley because he realized how just bad Bradley is. And then they're just going to say, give the ball to Przingis, whether it's on the elbow or in the post, and let KP go to work. Or... Or, Eric, we can let Doncic get another triple-double. Your choice, kids. <laughs> well, what concerns me is that Dallas has not had any trouble scoring points in the bubble. The Jazz have. So if the Jazz can figure out defensively how to slow down Dallas while figuring out their own shooting woes, I think they'll be fine. But that's a kind of a big ask. They've played well against Dallas before. Dallas has shown a propensity to collapse late. So, uh, but the Jazz match up well against Denver. Uh, They haven't been able to beat them yet this year. But uh, I do think that the the way that the matchups are, I do tend to agree with you. I think that the way the Jazz lineups compare to the Denver lineups, um, I, I think the Jazz might have a slight edge, at least being more in that uh, in that contest. Hey, how about Trey Burke, though? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that guy was even still in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's doing all right for himself. Uh, he only had seven points today, but he had a pretty big game for was them. Was it game one? Was it game one for them? Yeah, it was game one. Against the Suns. 
They still lost, but he was the only one that kept them going. He had... Uh... No, this shows he only had four points in that game against the Suns. Where was it? He had a he had a pretty good game for him. Now I can't remember where it was. Anyway, good for Trey Burke. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Must have been in the Rockets game. You're right in game one. He had off the bench. He had 31 points. Huh. He's only had like seven and five subsequent games, but. But yeah, I think that uh, I mean I was encouraged by what the Jazz were doing last night. That they f- looked more active, like the offense was going a little bit better. Um, defensively, they were doing a little bit better. They were in that game until they that Lakers had that nineteen to two run in the third. Uh, then they were down, but they still fought back and tried to make it a game. So I felt encouraged by that. I wasn't expecting the Jazz to to beat the Lakers, but I was encouraged by some of the things that I did see. If they can figure out Joe Ingles and George Niang and even Jordan Clarkson getting a little bit more offense out of those guys, I think the Jazz will be okay because Mike Conley has come forward. We he has he, he has been brought back to where he was when he was in Memphis, the player that we all hoped he would be. He's playing like that in the bubble. But they need help from a third option. It can't just be Donovan and Mike Connolly Haven't providing consistent offense. Haven't we been saying this for the last 40 years? <laughs> we need a third option. Well, they but had him, and then he more guy, had Eric. to get his wrist taken if care we, of. If we need to get one more guy, we're going to be contenders for the NBA championship. We've said that since 1998. Enough already. We well, they had it with John, Carl, and Hornacek. But since then, then it was Memo, Boozer, and Williams. We always say we need one more guy. That's all we keep saying. If we had one more guy, well, it was a third or fourth guy. I, I don't know. We just got to realize we're not a good enough basketball team. We're not. Like, every team... Above us, it's just flat out better than us. And Houston's better than us. Oklahoma City's better than us. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. They're all just better basketball teams. They play better. I refuse to think that Oklahoma City's a better basketball team. I know what they did against the Jazz on Saturday, but I think think the Jazz are still a better basketball team. There's no way you think that. You really do. Yes. So then explain how we get smoked that badly with our roster and their roster. And currently, in the season series, by the way, OK leads it 2-1. to one. And in fact, they won it 2-1. to one. Jazz beat him the first one in game, uh, game one, 195. Regular season game number two, Thunder beat him by 14. And then the Thunder beat him again here by, I don't know, whatever the heck that is, 16 or whatever it is. One ten ninety four means. What? Heck, Portland's a better basketball team than us. New Orleans with Zion Williamson is a better basketball team than the Utah Jazz. They they would were your attitude be different us. if Boyan was part of the team right now? I don't know. Would, would I don't know because we had Boyan for the Thunder series. And we what went one and one against him. Uh, but I, Eric, Bojan makes a difference to some degree, but when your big man can't stop Zion Williamson, we were down fourteen. We were gonna lose that game if Zion played. If Zion played the last five minutes instead of the first five minutes of the fourth quarter, we lose. Probably a different outcome. Yeah, we lose. Absol- oh, yeah. You, you're absolutely right. We lose. But even with Bojan, we, had, we, needed a butter, we needed a miraculous buzzer beater from Bojan just to beat the Rockets in Houston. And then, oh, wait, wait, have we played Houston yet? We, I guess we don't, do we? But with the Lakers... 
We don't have the big men to compete with the Lakers. We don't have the big men to compete with the Mavericks. And we don't have the point guard play either to compete with the Mavericks, to be honest with you. Uh, Mike Connolly, no, don't. Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly as a one-two punch can be comparable to Luka Doncic individually. Explain. I think just based on what they do and how they break down opposing defenses and help the team as a duo is comparable to what Luka does alone. The other guard, who's the other guard for Dallas? Could you even name who it is? J.J. Perea. So would you put Luka and J.J. Perea ahead of Mike Connolly and Donovan Mitchell? As of right now, Mike Connolly is equal to J.J. Perea. As of right now. That cannot be true. Yeah, absolutely. As of right now... What J.J. Barea is, is, can do. You know do? what J.J. Barea did today? In 14 look. minutes, one point. He was 0 for 3. That's bad. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> but, but. Oh, sorry. I'm, not, I'm looking at the Kings. <laughs> My bad. No, no, no. That's right. I, th- I scrolled after that. No, J.J. Barea, 14 minutes, he was 0 for 3. Okay. <laughs> that is confirmed. But wait, wait, wait. Are, are you saying that that Donovan and Mike combined are a Luka? Yes, are- the, the two of them combined are are better than Luka. Okay, so it takes one superstar. Well, okay, you're... <laughs> Okay, timeout. You're saying that Donovan and Mike Conley together are better than Luca. I'm saying that Mike Conley and and here's what I'm saying: Mike Conley and Donovan as a duo are better than Luca and JJ Barea as a combo. JJ Barea against Denver. Uh, actually, he didn't. He didn't play, was his did first he? game was yeah, actually today. His first game in the bubble was today. So here's the thing: Luka Doncic alone competes with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell as a com- combination. Luka Doncic alone is more productive than Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell together, or equal to. The guy had a thirty twenty and ten as a triple double. I don't see Donovan Mitchell getting triple doubles. Mike Conley getting triple doubles. Heck, it's like once in a blue moon, I see Mike Conley hit a shot from the outside. All right, what have you seen in the NBA bubble? The good, the bad, the ugly, or what you expected? 435-339-0321. We'll also get into the Major League Baseball. Um, The Marlins are returning to play. Cardinals, not yet. What does this mean for potential postseason when teams miss games so they don't make them up. Talk about that next in the Full Court Press. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The thing about Dallas is really it's a it's a two man game, kind of like what the Lakers were with LeBron and Anthony Davis. They are with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. So K, okay, so here's the here's the interesting question: Who does the more damage, Luka or KP? I think it depends on the matchup, but I think Luka has the potential to be more consistently doing the damage. Because I think KP draws more attention than Luka does. Well, Porzingis can do what Anthony Davis did last night and do a step back three on over the top of you. A seven-footer that can take you out off the dribble. Yeah, that's scary. That's memo Oker stuff. And and the thing is, is that Luca has the ability to take over a game whenever he wants. Absolutely. But when they're in that kind of tight bunch and they need that one guy to, I wouldn't say bail you out, but to give you cover, offensively or defensively, KP can do that. 
He can do it defensively. I think KP is an underrated, really good defender. Perimeter or in the post. I think KP is really good at that. But offensively as a score, yeah, you're right. Luka, absolutely Luka. Have they had, who's the other point guard or the other guard you're talking about though? Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh. Was the other uh, guard earlier for them in the bubble. How come KP doesn't get the respect? Like, as a, I, get, I mean, he's not a defensive player of the year. You're right. Neither is Gobert. It, it's going to be honest. But KP's a pretty good defender as a big guy. You're that big and that lengthy. I mean, it's. Hey, but it's even hard on to the perimeter, around. man. Like, you stick, like, Giannis on the perimeter and KP on the perimeter are really great defenders. Rudy on the perimeter is bad news for the Jazz. Well, he's, he, they don't use him that way. He's so used to being down low that he has to chase out and come further out. Okay, so doesn't that try scare to make you, up though? Ground. Like, if Jokic wants to, he can take he can take a, a, an elbow high pass on the perimeter and then just take it at Rudy Gobert's throat? Because KP can do that, too. Anthony Davis did it last night. That's got to scare you. It's not ideal. Not as good. Especially when you don't have a 6'10 guy that can switch and plays perimeter defense in Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to text in to let us know. Don't call that number, please. Yeah, don't, don't, you won't get anywhere if you try calling that number. It's just a text line only. Um, two things you want to get to really quickly. Uh, Major League Baseball. So the uh, Miami Marlins are returning to play. So their schedule is resuming, and the opponents who face them will be able to resume play. And the question is, they've missed games, and if they can't make them up, and same thing could happen with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, does that unfairly affect the postseason? If you have teams that play more games than them but have a similar winning percentage, does that is it unfair? Well, can't they make those games the, up in doubleheaders? But what if they can't? Because if you miss that many games, there's only yeah. a certain t- time frame here to get games made up before you start worrying about burning players out by doubleheaders all the time. If you're playing uneven amount of games and there's a playoff spot on the line, you got to have a play-in series. Because that's so unfair to a team who misses five games four games, three games, whatever it is, and they lose out on a playoff spot by two and a half games, can't, you can't say, well, I'm sorry, you didn't make it. We, you know, out of our control. No, bullcrap. Either play a playing series or you shut down the whole entire playoffs. You don't play at all. You don't play at all. Uh, Jessica Mendoza reporting on how it could be an unfair postseason for Major League Baseball. What I have concern with is we're hearing teams say that they'd be okay with a winning percentage at the end of the regular season. But once we get there, I mean, you look at the Miami Marlins and how many games that they've missed. Let's say that they're a team that ends up with a higher winning percentage because they've played such a significantly lower amount of games and they could get into a playoff spot over another team that's played a lot more games and we all know is a better team. Huh. <laughs> oh. That makes you squirm just a little bit. I get it, though. Uh, yeah. But so they, wait, wait. So she's saying, like, if a team beats a team with a better record, well, you look at percentages, playoffs, but and has a lower winning percentage, but yet beat teams with better, higher winning percentages, and still doesn't make it based on their winning percentages, point four points off. That sucks, doesn't it? I mean, that's... It's a chance that somebody could get into the playoffs with fewer games played, fewer wins than another team, but they have a a better overall winning percentage. Hmm. Yeah, that's a major problem. But I don't know how you do it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Hey, this... Just seeing this... Okay. I don't really know what's here, but there's some quotes from Aaron Rodgers, which I think are worth playing real quickly. Uh, one of them where he says, some things are out of my control. I can control, you know, my play and, and my performance and my approach and my leadership. Um, but at some point, you know, there's other factors involved. That's what I said to you guys 
uh, you know, day one uh, when we talked about this. And that's what I said to Kyle. Um, so that's that's the facts to me at this point. And whether or not he will retire as a Packer. There's been a lot of hypothetical questions on here. I'm, I'm not always, uh, you know, a huge fan of, of uh, you know, guessing those things. Um, but I, obviously, I, I've said that before. I think that if I retire on the on the team's, you know, timeline, then all is well. But uh, if they're looking to move on before I'm ready to be done playing, you know, then there there comes an impasse at that point. Seven years ago, Tom Brady Sr. got on to a interview. I think it was with. Oh, might have been with Dan Patrick. Um, and they asked him about you know this is this is seven years ago, Eric. And they asked him about you know what what do you think Tom Brady's ending with the Patriots will be like? Happy ending ever after? Retires a Patriot, walks off into the sunset, Super Bowl champion, or is there an ugly divorce that's waiting to happen? Head case by and signed by Bill Belichick, and he said it's an ugly divorce, and it's going to be one of the ugliest things you ever see. Tom Brady left, and it wasn't entirely ugly, but according to inside stories, it wasn't entirely pretty either. It was Tom Brady just ripping his coach a new one, saying, when are you going to get me some help? And Bill Belichick saying, well, he we just signed a new defensive back for a minimum wage. That's great. <laughs> Eric, I think we're in that same situation where Jordan Love has been giving fully guaranteed money as a quarterback. That, take, that takes Aaron Rodgers probably incredibly off guard. Right. Where there but were opportunities looking, to go get some great wide receivers. Bingo. For and there was a good there's a good amount of them. And instead they go get a quarterback. I think Green Bay is looking to move on quicker than Aaron Rodgers wants to. He doesn't retire as a Packer. I think he ends his career somewhere else. And I don't think it ends as pretty as they were hoping for. Yeah. It's too bad. Uh anyway. Hey, by the way, just really quickly, Justin Bean, four o'clock tomorrow on this show. Oh, awesome. So we'll have Justin Bean on, and then I'm hoping to get one more interview. You may not want to miss it. It's going to be pretty dang good. Awesome. Full two hours here on the Full Court Press. We're back for a full two-hour show. Uh, and uh, when that with that comes our fun little features that we do. They can do the movie quiz tomorrow. Oh, shoot.